Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you again. Very fortunate today to be dialing in one of our customers, Kenny McMillan, from a company he started called Owlbot. And he uses one of our labels on one of the products he sells on his site, but he does so much more. And he's a very creative professional. And I'm going to turn over the mic to him so that he can tell you a little bit more about the Owlbot story and what it's all about. So, Kenny, thank you for joining us. On stickers on the mic. Yeah, thank you, man. Right on. So tell us all about Owlbot. So uh, Owlbot is a sole proprietorship production company that I started uh, about five years ago. Um, I've been training to be a cinematographer my whole life. And then by the time I had graduated college, uh, you know, the industry was a lot more demanding of, of creative professionals. So I couldn't really just roll in. Uh, to LA, so to speak, and just be like, yeah, I'm here. I got a camera. Uh, someone hire me, you know, cause that wasn't really the, the, the move back in the day. Um, but you know, now it's, you kind of have to be able to do everything. So I, I created a brand. I thought it was stupid to, to kind of do like Kenny McMillan films or something like that. That felt very amateurish. And I had just, uh, <laughs> right. I had just stopped working for Red Bull. And so I had all this sort of innate brand knowledge that I had absorbed through osmosis. And I was like, well, I got, I could, you know, attach that to myself somehow. So I just kind of created this shell brand around my own creative work. Um, and that eventually became Owlbot. Very nice. So what exactly, like when you're, when you're out there doing the Owlbot work, what does that look like? Um, so on a good day, I'll have uh, a brand or a, or a musician or someone. They'll hit me up and be like, "Hey, I want to make this music video. I want to make this commercial." Um, you know, there's this company I really love called Death and Co. They're a, they're a cocktail group, and I do their uh, you know like we do cocktail builds and stuff like that. Just whatever you know, whatever the client needs, um, I usually will film it because that's my expertise, and then uh, edit it and color it. And sort of, I guess that also means I'm directing it, but usually it's not so, uh, you know, directing usually entails this larger vision of, of, you know, getting everything together and, and lots of people and blah, blah, blah. And usually it's like me and two other people, three other people, <laughs> um, working on any given thing. But yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, you wear a lot of hats, but especially when, with cinematography, cinematography kind of has become directing in a sense. Everyone just assumes the man with the camera, man or woman with the camera is the, uh, is the boss, you know? Right. Exactly. I mean, we have, uh, we do videos obviously for sticker giant and our, and our video person is very much, you know, we, we direct, but there's a lot cause he also does the editing and it's just a full, full, you know, full service thing. And I used to do video editing and, and I have a film degree myself and, and actually teach, I teach, you know, video editing as well, um, at the university of Denver. So it's kind of, I, I know, like I feel your pain and especially the wearing of many hats thing. Um, 
I, I want to talk before we get into branded content, because that's clearly one of your specialties and this really high end editing work that you do. I want to talk a little bit about this Owlbot adapter that you do that that is where I found you. So for, for, for our listeners out there, um, we sent you a pint glass. You did this amazing sort of video on Instagram shouting us out saying thank you. And that's where we connected. And then I, I wrote up a blog post, folks, if you just head to stickergiant.com slash blog. And uh, the Owlbot blog is, is up there pretty recently. Um, you can see a picture of the label. So it's a cool little label where you just are putting it on basically a, a canister. What is this this product that you're selling and using this label for from what's called Owlbot X Labs? Uh, so yeah, the, the X labs are just what I call, uh, my 3d printer. And, uh, <laughs> basically what these, uh, these at one point I, so I, I, you know, do photography on the side. It's a similar brain to cinematography. And, uh, you know, I, I had always shot film and so I have this, uh, medium format camera, Mamiya 60, uh, RZ 67. And, you know, the, without getting too technical, um, a medium format camera produces a, a large imaging circle, which means the back of the lens, which the image that's coming out of the back, you know, projects onto a larger area than on other cameras, smaller cameras. So if you put um, 35 millimeter film in there, you know, medium format film's a lot bigger, uh, you'll actually expose the whole negative. You know, we're used to thinking of, of film as being these two lines of sprockets and in the middle it's punctuated with these little frames, but that's, but film emotion emulsion itself is the whole part is sensitive. So you can take these really cool, um, widescreen panoramic photos by loading 35 millimeter film into that medium format camera, but there's no way to really do it precisely. I had seen this done somewhere online, some flicker sometime years ago. Um, but people were using, you know, pen caps or chunks of foam to sort of center that uh, film canister in the middle of a medium format camera. And so I found a guy um, online who had designed the version that I sell, but it's also the version that everyone has sort of stolen. Mm, uh, right. <laughs> but I emailed him and I was like, hey, man, you made these. Can I like sell them for some beer money? I'm 3D printing them. And he's like, yeah, go for it. So he's actually credited on the... Um, on the canisters, but yeah, it's just a way to shoot 35 millimeter film in a uh, medium format camera. I can kind of ramble. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's really technical too. Cause like I didn't, I, I wrote about it. Right. And I, I looked at the photos and for, for everyone listening, if you go to, um, to reddit.com uh, slash r slash sprocket shots. Um, you, you put a link on your site there and it shows you what it looks like yeah. it, to visualize for people. It, it looks like an old film strip with, like you said, the, um, those little boxes at the top and the bottom. And then the photos look really beautiful though, because of the style of photography it is. And it's, it's a pretty cool effect for sure. You know? Um, so that's cool that you're, you're yeah, there's some great work on that subreddit. Some, some people are like, take, I mean, I, I, I feel pretty proud of some of the photos I've taken, but there's some bangers. on. No, they're like beautiful. I just, like I said, when I was researching the, the write up that I did, I, 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 th I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so you're doing, you know, branded content. That's like kind of one of your big things. And like you said, you know, advertising, obviously that's probably some of the biggest revenue you can do when you're working with big brands. You, you, like you said, you have a Red Bull experience in your background. Um, how do you go about um, when you're doing the, what does the creative process look like for those projects? Oh man. Um, it, it kind of, 
depends. Generally, um, you'll get an email <laughs> or, you know, sometimes you reach out like that's, I mean, the way I started was, uh, definitely finding companies that I liked and, uh, f- you know, reaching out to them. So like, for instance, uh, when I was just starting, I, I would, you know, look up sticker giant and be like, all right, I already work with this company. Um, I'm going to see if I can find a need and then shoot them an email and be like, what if I do this for free, you right. know, um, and try to build a reel. Cause you're nothing without a reel, you know, um, you might have a cool Instagram or whatever, but people want to see the proof in the pudding. So I had to figure out how to make that, but, uh, yeah. So working with brands, you'll get an email and they'll be like, Hey, you know, honestly, nine times out of 10, it's my friend worked with you on X project. They recommended you. Um, very rarely is it like, we saw your stuff online. Um, so make sure to do that, get that word of mouth out first. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and they'll be like, we, you know, so for instance, th- this was a photo job, but, um, you know, Hey, we worked on this, uh, mini Cooper commercial together. Uh, we're in town. It was a, a German company and they're like, we're doing a, uh, headshot. We, we need headshots for our advisory board. Can you come do this? And it's like, yeah, okay. So they give me the idea, the location, I show up, take the photos. Usually they'll, there'll be like a pitch deck of some kind that they may have where they're like, here's the look that we're going for. Um, pardon me. Nice. They'll be like, here's the look we're going for. Uh, you know, uh, this is what we need. This is what we're trying to avoid. Here's our brand guidelines. And then you just sort of, you know, do your best to execute. Right on. Um, cause we do obviously a, a lot, we support small businesses and, and there's a lot of people like you out there doing, you know, their own thing, trying to generate business and be creative at the same time. And you've also done some cool productizing, of course. Um, I want to talk a little bit really quick cause clearly you, you, you have your, you know, hands in many pots here. There's this like color tool thing that you built. Um, there's a video on your site and I embedded on the blog post too. Can you explain a little bit about what this picture profile color tool thing is and, and what it's for? Like who, who needs this? Sure. So, um, the, that is a result. So I, I have, I had been using the same camera for the past five years for all of the work that we did on Albot, but a colleague of mine over at pro video coalition, um, needed to take a sister camera to mine and match it to, you know, the uh, biggest, baddest camera out there, the Ari Alexa. Um, he was shooting some, I believe it was a promo for Game of Thrones. And so he had like a couple of these C300s and the Alexa, and he had to match them because uh, Game of Thrones was shot on the Alexa. So he took the uh, C300 and took the Alexa and then pointing them at a color chart with a special monitor was able to sort of get the color response to be about the same because every camera has a different response to light, you know. Um, so I took that information and inputted it with a few extra tweaks that I had found over the years um, for the gamma, for all you nerds out there, uh, and put that in my C100 Mark II, which is a kind of a workhorse sort of web and documentary camera, um, whereas the C300 is more web production, uh, more production than web. But, uh, yeah, and so, you know, I, I, I got the newest, baddest C500 Mark II and was like, yeah, this might be a good time to share the wealth. So uh, just made that, that picture profile available. And at the same time, I had developed what's called a LUT, um, which is sort of a f- fancy Instagram filter, if you want to think of it that way. And uh, 
that was to match my camera to Portra 400 film from Kodak. And obviously it doesn't make your stuff look like it, but it makes the color response more like it. Nice. And so it's, it's pretty nerdy technical. No, no, that's <laughs> cool though, because stuff. you know, again, people who listen to our show, they're trying to figure out how to like find a business idea or do something. And this is like you taking something, you know, and then really like blending obviously your network and your, your technical abilities and, and productizing it, which again is very novel. I think, I, I think that jumped out to me. Um, you mentioned the pro video coalition. Talk a little bit about your relationship with them and, and how that is a part of your business as well. Yeah. So it, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You say like my business, it's, it's more like, uh, somehow I've been able to monetize all my hobbies, but, um, pro video, how did I get that? I've been writing there for about three years now. Um, it's kind of amazing cause it's, it really is when, when film people go and look stuff up online, pro video is first page results every time their SEO is insane. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, there's like industry experts, like there's a page, it says experts and they're, they're all these, you know, old grizzled guys. And then, and then me, <laughs> but, uh, I, it, they're owned by this company that owns a company called Moviola and the company that, uh, Moviola owns film tools, which is a, a, a film tool company. Um, you know, they sell tape and lights and cameras and grip stuff and all kinds of stuff. And my friend was working there, a friend from years and years and years ago. And uh, he was like, hey, you're bored and have time, right? Do you want to write for our website? And I was like, yes. And so they uh, they sent me on a, on a, they made me go to the Canon um, Burbank facility and do coverage on that. And then eventually some company reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to review this? I was like, okay. And uh that started to become more my niche because I'm such a nerd. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to review gear, gear, the outdoor gear back in the day when I, I worked at Backpacker Magazine. So, I mean, I know that the how-to, and especially for people trying to find the purchase, you know, or the one that they need, I mean, there's no doubt that um, the internet just thrives on that kind of content. You, you know what I mean? And so, oh, yeah, people love education. Yeah. Like, not, not in such a word. Like, people don't like the idea of, it's kind of funny, like there's still an anti-intellectualism around the world, but uh, only if it's if it's presented to you, only if it's like in the form of school or whatever. But if you're looking it up, then it must be true. Right. So the the whole rash of, you know, people like me um, who I'm not maybe I suppose I'm an expert in some ways, but not not in the truest sense. But uh, people still, you know take the time to listen to me. So uh, it does. Uh, I'd say, you know, a thing or two, my friend, from what I've seen from your work. <laughs> so <laughs> you. uh, for sure. Um, so you've got, like I said, you're, you're working in a few different areas here. Um, I did love though, when we were going back and forth on emails, I want to talk a little bit about like your design and your sticker design and, and, and how stickers have factored into sort of your life. You had some fun quotes there. And if you don't say it, I'm going to say it, but I'm going to let you say it first. Um, talk to me a little bit more about like stickers as a part of your life and how that functions as a part of your marketing. Sure. So I, uh, I've been a lifelong snowboarder. And uh, when I got to college, this is actually how I got involved with Sticker Giant. Uh, when I was in college, I joined the ski and snowboard team, the Snow Devils at Arizona State. And uh, 
we didn't have stickers. Or did we? No, we didn't. And, uh, you know, snowboard, if you've ever been snowboarding or skiing, stickers are like part of the culture. You know, they're everywhere. They're on the boards. They're on, you know, you try to get them on those lifts that you can't quite reach. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, oh man. And I'm short too. Like I'm only five, nine. So I'm like always, I'm always got like a tall friend on the inside and we're like swinging the stupid thing. Like, Here, yeah, you've got to put on your pole. I guess if you're snowboarding, you don't have a pole, but like, you know, sit. Yeah, oh yeah. I've, I've always thought like, can I put it on like the, the, the toe of the board? Like the, yeah. Yeah. The nose of the board and, and just like try to scratch. On um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, if you go to the local bar, the, the usually the front door is just stickered up and it's kind of like a living um, anthropology, I guess. So it's, you know, it, it felt stupid to me that we as a ski club, we we're the largest club at ASU. We had 600 members and we didn't have stickers, which is like that's, you know, people at college, especially put it on their laptops, put it on their water bottles. But, you know, um, it's a it's an ongoing conversation about who you are and where you've been. And so, uh, for whatever reason, this was like 2009, maybe, uh, I guess I just Googled, you know, stickers and sticker giant popped up and I was like, there we go. Right. So started sending them through you guys. And then, uh, you know, when I started Owlbot, I was like, well, I've just got to do that again. Go, go with them again. They were nice. Nice. And, um, yeah, the thing with Owlbot was, uh, I kind of have this weird theory that, uh, you know, something's not a thing until you say it's a thing for long enough. And then people just acquiesce and go, yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, at first you go, oh, I'm, I'm Kenny. I, I run a production company called Albot. People go, oh, I've never heard of you. But, you know, around LA, if I go to every bar in the city that cool people hang out at and, you know, on the, on the parking meters out front or, you know, wherever, just wherever it seems like there's a sticker conversation happening, you know, putting a couple Albot slaps left, right and center. Um, sort of gets that osmosis going where it's like eventually you see the name over and over and now I've got people who will my buddy was just in um, Denver and uh, I live in Los Angeles and I just get this photo and it's it's a close-up of an Albot sticker and he goes I'm in Epic Brewing I see all these stickers on the wall and I'm like there's got to be an Albot and he's like before I could finish my thought I look over (laughs) he's at the urinal he just looks to his left and there's the Albot, and he just goes, there it is, found it. <laughs> that is awesome. We've had other stories like that on our show where a brand called Be Hippie, um, their business really launched when like someone saw their sticker in a bathroom like in Puerto Rico or something, and they had been on a vacation and just like really furtively, discreetly put a sticker at the bottom of the door, and someone like emailed them and said, we saw your sticker in the bathroom. You know what I mean? And we wanted to buy, we wanted yeah. to buy your hat. And it's just like that is a really powerful example of, of, of how stickers can work just organically. Totally. I love that. That is really cool. And it's cool to hear that. Like you found us, you know, before you were like business savvy or necessarily doing internet research to find the best deal for stickers. You you know what I mean? And then, no, I was a man. with Yeah. And then we were, we were there for you, which I, you know, that's especially right now in this time, that's really awesome. (laughs) So I'm glad we were able to do that for you. Um, the next question I do have for you, though, you've got, like I said, a lot of cool projects happening. Um, what's next and like, what are you most excited about with with where Owlbot is going? Uh, well, you know, it it it's funny with with film. And I think a lot of people would say this about most creative work is it's all about momentum. And so, uh, you know, you, you definitely don't 
uh, exist in a vacuum and you don't thrive in a vacuum. And so for the past five years now, um, it's definitely been about building momentum. And then this year, uh, it just kind of seemed to hit where like, I'm getting consistent work and, you know, it's people with people that I like and, um, that kind of thing. So now, uh, going forward, um, in the immediate future, things have kind of slowed down, but luckily that's where, uh, if I had a business tip for anyone, it's always diversify your sources of income. You know, if I was, if I was only focusing on cinematography during this, uh, we quarantine, I would, uh, if that doesn't date this, um, I, uh, you know, I'd be in trouble, but because I write for pro video, because I was, you know, making those adapters or, or trying to make other color products or anything like that, um, I'm able to pad myself a little bit, but, uh, yeah, the, the, once, once that sort of blows over, um, you know, I've kind of just been, been hitting the ground running ever since, ever since, uh, the ski season wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I should mention another thing I do is I still help run those college ski trips um, mate, that I for you, dude. used to go on myself. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's it's, great. I haven't paid for a lift ticket in a decade. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's awesome. It's great. That's but uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I like think about my year is like the, the ski season bookends. And in December I go for a month and then January I go for a month and then the year starts. And uh, it always puts me, whether for better or worse, it always puts me on a certain path for the year. And uh, this year was a pretty good one. Oh, that's really great to hear. So yeah, it's all just about momentum. Yeah. Well, Working at the speed of opportunity. Oh, that's a cool little quote there. Working at the speed of opportunity. Now, speaking of, you're not going to date yourself because this is real life and it's March 19th, 2020. And, you know, I, I noticed I actually was on the Pro Video site. You have a really great service piece that's titled Working Remotely with Adobe, right? And this is a time where businesses have to pivot and especially creators and and people who like work together have to figure out a way to do that. Right. And your article talks a lot about creative cloud and they just recently, you know, at least for the, you know, the university world that I also occupy are are giving people free subscriptions for a little while. I don't know how that pans out for everybody, but you know, if you're need to go somewhere and you can't go there, you got to figure out how to way to get into the cloud and work with Adobe products remotely. Right. Right. Now, I will say that article was a press release. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, cool. It. Yeah, that was a copy-paste. <laughs> nice. <so. laughs> All good. I just, I want to, like, highlight the fact that, like, you understand and, and people like yourself understand that it's not business as usual and we got to figure out a way to, like, do that, right? So that's yeah, really important. And, you know, it it's sort of a, freelancing is, is a weird blessing because obviously you get your, you know, you, you, the glamorous part is you make your own schedule and, you know, you take jobs as you want them and, you know, whatever. Um, and that's cool, but it, it does have its downsides. One of the upsides is, uh, in situations like this, um, you know, you can kind of, t- uh, lose your train of thought completely. Totally. Uh, well, it's all good. <laughs> the hell was I thinking of? You're just, we're talking about how hard, like how we have to figure out a way to make this work. Right. Oh, right. So freelance, you know, work because I don't go into an office. Um, I've had to learn how to fill those needs, um, for clients that are used to showing up and seeing a product, you know, they can't really just hang out in my room and, (laughs) and watch me edit. Um, so, you know, using tools like uh, Frame.io for, um, for review and stuff and, and, you know, just learning how to 
make Google Drive work for you and, and learning, you know, what software um, is worth investing in so that like, for instance, I have a I have like a what is it? 500 megabit Internet. Right. Because if if the client says, hey, there's like a error in this video or, hey, we want to change this. You need to be able to turn that around fast, you know. Um, so, you know, having really fast upload speeds, for instance, is something that people wouldn't necessarily think of as a cinematographer. But uh, but as an editor, you probably would. But yeah, there's all there's all kinds of, of tools and the entire creative industry, at least on the film side, is really coming together and, and um, helping people, you know, from the cheap, uh, the, the, you know, sort of school, college level all the way up to, you know, the, the big budget guys. Um, everyone's kind of coming together and finding ways to, to help each other because uh, everyone knows that everyone else is working from home. We're also going to, as I saw a tweet, uh, we're going to figure out how many of those meetings could have been emails real quick. Right. Yeah. This <laughs> we're all, I think we're all going to be uh, enjoying our work from home. No, maybe not enjoying it, but we're all going to be working from home for uh a while after this little experiment, I feel. Yeah, no, it's going to be, uh, it'll be an interesting experiment for sure. And, you know, again, podcasting, we can kind of do this here on your phone and here we are. So, um, oh yeah, God bless all the, uh, the, the significant others of hopeful podcast. I know everyone's, you know, I, I was talking to somebody else earlier today cause we're getting a bunch of episodes in the can and, you know, everyone's talking about how many babies will be born and I'm more like, I'm worried. I'm I'm more interested in how many podcasts are going to be launched during this time. Oh, dude, everyone, <laughs> everyone's like, "Well, I got a phone, yeah. right?" I I am all for it. You know, as long as they're providing service to the world. Um, not unlike yourself with what you're doing with your business. And you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, any parting words for our our audience and and let them know where to find you as well uh, online and in the world. So, sure. Uh, parting words. Well. Um, you know, stick to it, do your best, uh, takes one to know one, buy low, sell high, there's more fish in the sea, all that. Stuff, you know? Yes. Uh, you can find me on, uh, owlbot.co or underscore owlbot on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, where I'm constantly putting, uh, or on, on YouTube, owl, just youtube.com slash owlbot where uh, we've got a lot of, I'm working with Film Tools and Strangel, and, you know, that's where we'll post educational content and, you know, any stuff I make with musicians or whatever, that'll usually go on YouTube. Otherwise, I'm, like most creators, working in uh, places you'll never see me. Yeah, your YouTube's pretty <laughs> That up. photo gig, I can't tell you who it was with, but let's just say it was the largest uh, film franchise of all time, and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, I want to see that when that comes out. That looks cool, man. That sounds awesome. That yeah. sounds really cool. Um, I can only guess. Um, I, uh, yeah. In any event, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you out there on Stickers on the Mic. Uh, thank you so much to Kenny and Albot and uh, everybody out there listening. I hope you're doing well. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. And don't forget, every sticker has a story. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. 
Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.